On today's episode, understanding a painful strong tendon versus a painful weak tendon. Welcome to the podcast, helping you overcome your proximal hamstring tendinopathy. This podcast is designed to help you understand this condition, learn the most effective evidence-based treatments, and of course, bust the widespread misconceptions. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm an online physiotherapist, recreational athlete, creator of the Run Smarter series, and a chronic proximal hamstring tendinopathy battler. Whether you are an athlete or not, this podcast will educate and empower you in taking the right steps to overcome this horrible condition. So let's give you the right knowledge along with practical takeaways in today's lesson. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me once again. We have another kind of concept episode around uh, painful strong versus painful weak tendon, how to decipher the two, what does that actually mean, why do we need to dissociate these two. Um, But before we do, I thought it would be nice to recap similar types of concepts because um, I think it'd be nice just to grasp the earlier concepts before exploring into this new one and the first one I wanted to discuss was episode 29, which was pain. Uh, it was weakness versus sensitivity. So trying to understand um, the weakness side of things or going through when the tendon actually goes through weakness versus when the tendon is just sore. And in particular, um, during a particular flare-up or during some exercises that are more painful than usual. Um, may if I use an example. So let's just say um, you're rehabbing your PHT and you are doing your deadlifts. You progress your deadlift slightly, maybe to increase the range of movement or increase the weights. And all of a sudden, like afterwards and the following day, there is uh, more pain, more sensitivity. Uh, Sitting is a bit more painful. When you go for your run, that is more painful. When you bike ride, it's more painful. And then when you try and do the deadlifts again, even if you reduce the weights to the previous dosage, that is sparking pain as well. And you think, oh God, what's happened here? Um, Let me just spend some time off deadlifts. Let me calm it down for a few days. So you stop doing that and then the next day you maybe go for a run again, but it's really light. Maybe do some run walking and even that flares it up and you can just like spiral this particular condition and the sensitivity and it can be interpreted, oh my God, my tendon is getting so much weaker. Last week I was deadlifting 40 kilos without an issue. Now all of a sudden I can't lift 25 kilos and I can't run five minutes without this flaring up. What's happening here? Why is, why all of a sudden is my tendon so weak? Why have I, and you're in constant fear of like losing all this progression. It's like now I'm back to square one and just requires a little shift in thinking. It's not actually weaker. It's just more sensitive. So the weakness is a bit more long-term. Like the structure of the tendon has not changed whatsoever. If you were to scan it before, scan it after, it looks exactly the same. It looks just as strong, just as robust. It is just in this particular phase, a bit more sensitive. The pain receptors are a little bit higher so that 
the things that you demand of it, the things that you try and um, do because it's in that heightened sensitive state then just becomes painful. So very, it, we need to consider this difference because one, if you think it's getting weaker, it's very disempowering, extremely like discouraging to know that you've put in so much weeks and months of rehab only to just all be undone. That's very mentally tough to put yourself in during your rehab. But in reality, you just need to understand that it is just sensitive and we just need to deal with it um, and calm down that sensitivity. And then once that sensitivity is calmed down, then you're as strong as you ever were before, provided that you tackle it in the right approach and you don't, um, your response isn't just, okay, let me just have weeks and months off because that will start to attribute deconditioning and the tendon getting weaker because weakness is a long-term process. Weakness is weeks to months of underloading. Depending how much underloading you do, if you completely rest, say bed rest, then the strength will diminish a lot quicker. But if you just spend some time away from deadlifts or your strength exercises and you spend time away from your running, but you're still doing a little bit of walking around, some cross training here and there, then that level, that atrophy, the the deconditioning um, takes a lot longer because you're still active and moving about. So keep this in mind, very keep this in mind around weakness versus sensitivity before we push into this new topic. So the new topic, um, a painful strong tendon versus a painful weak tendon is usually, um, this is just my interpretation. Um, it's just what I've seen just working with people with PHT, um, you know, talking to new people with PHT almost every day, um, 75% of my entire caseload dedicated to PHT, even though, you know, I mainly just see runners, any runner under the sun is who I want to see. But a lot of these PHT clients are coming to me. This is just the pattern that I've seen. This is just what I've understand. This isn't really much to do about the literature. Um, It's just, like I said, the pattern. So an example, we're mainly talking about the duration of a flare up or the duration of heightened sensitivity when you do overdo things or when something does go wrong in your management or your load management um, and how long that sensitivity remains. Now, I'll, I'll throw some examples in here so for you to better understand. Uh, if you were to do your deadlifts and your strength training and you were to take it the next step up and say, let me go from doing... Um, 30 kilogram deadlifts to 35 kilogram deadlifts. I'll do the same four sets of eight or three sets of 10. And afterwards, there's a bit of sensitivity. There's a little bit of a flare up. Um, Maybe you did them too quickly. Maybe it was the running that you did after the deadlifts. Maybe it was the sitting that you did after the deadlifts. Some sort of combination throughout the entire day that has led to the tendon saying, you know what? that was a little bit too much. The combination of everything that you did was a little bit too much. Um, I need to let you know by producing pain, being more sensitive. The duration of that flare up, no matter how severe it is, because I have seen very severe flare ups, 
If it returns really quickly, I'm talking within 24 to 48 hours, that is a sign that your tendon is actually really strong. It can still be painful and strong at the same time. And I do have clients who experience a flare-up, maybe they've gone traveling or they've just had to sit, long-haul flights, long drives, um, maybe compete in a a running race that you have to drive to get there and then you run and sort of push yourself a little bit. Then you have to drive home. Then the next day, really sensitive and they're really worried that this might produce weakness, produce like another flare, produce sensitivity and they worry for about 24 hours. Then the next day they're like, oh, I actually feel a lot better than what I thought I would be. I'm actually recovering a lot quicker than what I thought. And when that particularly when that happens, I say to them, that's because you have a painful, strong tendon. When it's strong, it's more robust and able to revert back to baseline symptoms a lot quicker. And that's actually quite encouraging because things happen in life. Like you do need to push the envelope sometimes. Uh, Unexpected things happen sometimes. Like if I were to do a really hard bike ride with my friends on the weekend, um, then I was to do my strength training that day, And even just this weekend, we're driving to Ocean Grove, which is maybe about two hour drive. If I was to do all those things in one day, then during that car ride, the second half of that car ride, I might start getting a little bit fidgety. I might start moving in my my seat a little bit just because my tendons might be a little bit achy just because I'll push them through a fair bit. And... I know myself based on everything that's happened in the past, every time this happens in the past, I just return back to baseline the next day. So it doesn't spark any worry. Yes, it makes sense why they're sore because I've pushed myself through all these things in the day. They might be a little bit sore the next morning, um, give or take, but I know that the next day I can do some loading. I can still go for a run. I can still do some strength training. I can still bike ride. And it's not going to flare things up because I've spent so much time building up the strength of the tendons and really focusing on, you know, slow, heavy stuff, but also the quick acting stuff, the the running speeds, all those sort of things I've really developed. And so every time I encounter a flare, I'm just really confident it's going to return back to baseline symptoms really quickly without me losing fitness, without me losing strength. And that's what I always encourage my clients that have that same response. Well done. You've got really strong tendons. We know this for next time. And so that's an example of the painful, strong tendon. Now the painful, weak tendons are a different story and needs to be approached differently. So the painful, weak tendon, like we say, we're talking about the duration of a flare up or the duration of a sensitive um, period. And if that same thing happens, if we encounter someone who says, okay, listen to Brody's podcast episodes, he suggests doing some slow, heavy stuff. I haven't done deadlifts before, or I have done deadlifts in the past and they've flared me up, but I've recognized that those deadlifts that I did in the past were probably way too heavy. So let me try... um, 10 kilos, let me try three sets of 10 and let me try a full range of movement and take it from there. Let's see how I feel. So go through that particular phase. Maybe after that, you might try some lunges. Maybe after that, you might do some upper body stuff. Then you might do some sitting throughout work. And then the next day, 
it's a bit flared up. So you've overdone it with whatever combination of loading you've put upon it. If that flare up is quite severe um, and persists through, you know, four, five, six days, let's just say throughout the rest of the week, just like sitting at work, the pain's a little bit above, um, it's a little bit above baseline. When sitting used to be like a two out of 10, now it's like a four. Um, even if it goes beyond three, four, five days and it's still about a three, it still hasn't settled down to baseline. If it gets to about four, five, six plus days of it just hanging around that particularly sensitive state, the tendon isn't really responding that well. And this is more of a sign that there's a little bit of weakness there because it's just not reverting back to baseline as quickly as those painful strong tendons. And so that's the difference between the two people. But what I see is people can have the same flare up, whether it's a strong weak tendon and have the same response, have the same fear, the same anxieties, the same worries, like all these sort of things. But when one particular response is actually really encouraging, the other just means we need to take it in a different approach and we need to treat things more carefully, which we'll talk about in a second. This podcast is sponsored by the Run Smarter series. If you want to take your knowledge building to the next level, I have built out a proximal hamstring tendinopathy video course, which complements the podcast perfectly. Sometimes it's tough delivering concepts and exercises through an audio format. So the course brings a visual component full of rehab exercise examples, graphs, and visual displays to enhance your understanding. Even if you sign up now, you'll have access to all current and future modules that I create. Sign up through my link in the show notes, then download the Run Smarter app, and you'll instantly have unlimited access to all the course resources on any device. And to say thanks for being a podcast listener, I want to give you a VIP offer. There will be a link in the show notes in every episode that will provide you 50% off the course price. Just click on the link and it will automatically apply your 50% discount. Okay, so what do we do if you do have a painful, weak tendon and you're in this particularly sensitive state? My advice is to don't push through the sensitivity. Don't um, say... Don't listen to this episode and interpret, oh, it's not getting weaker, it's just sore, so let me just continue doing the things that contribute to irritation and contribute to sensitivity. Your job is to find your new adaptation zone. So every tendon, every ligament, every muscle, joint have a certain load tolerance. They have a certain capacity, whether that's running for five minutes, whether it's running for 50 minutes. All of these structures have a particular load that if you if you exceed it, it's going to start getting sore. When you have a particular flare-up or sensitive state, your adaptation zone changes. It actually diminishes in the short term. We're not getting weaker, we're just sensitive. So if you do your deadlifts and you flare things up and there's a particular sensitivity throughout the remainder of the week, you need to find that new adaptation zone. So that might be doing particular exercises, still loading the tendon, but just doing things that don't contribute to increasing its sensitivity. That way we're still proactive. That way we're still managing it with some loading because the tendons do like loading. Um, it might be doing isometrics. It might be doing bridges or long lever bridges or bridges with your feet up on a step. It might be doing deadlifts, but you're only doing a quarter range of movement and you're only just 
holding it for five seconds, then coming back up. There's something that you can do that still fosters um, strength and productivity within this new adaptation zone, this sensitive adaptation zone. There's still things you can do and we can be creative about that. And episode 34 of this podcast has contains that um, how to develop a flare-up plan. What's your flare-up plan look like? What should you do during a particular flare-up? So that episode might be particularly helpful um, in that phase. Um, also, if I'm referring to other past episodes, episode eight refers to um, the pain, rest, weakness, downward spiral, which I constantly talk about. Um, but that particular phase we don't want to get into. We don't want to encourage this pain, rest, weakness, downward spiral, because if it's painful and you address that with rest over, um, you know, several weeks, that attributes to more weakness. Therefore, when you try and load it again, it becomes more painful. And because it's more painful, you decide to retreat away and rest that particular um, tendon, then it becomes weak again. You're in this pain, rest, weakness, downward spiral. And the further down that spiral you are, the harder it is to build back up. Have a listen to episode eight to fully grasp that particular concept. But if it's a painful, weak tendon, really sensitive and um, really hard to manage, we really want to stay out of that that downward spiral. So just be careful with that. Um, you might also, if you find that you're in this sensitive state quite often, you might want to start addressing pain as a biopsychosocial problem. Situation, I should probably say. Um, bio meaning the physical loading, the psycho referring to the fears, anxieties, like the thoughts, the mental state the patterns that you sort of create and the social, social engagement. We, we're social creatures. Don't isolate yourself when it comes to having a particular flare up. Don't just pull away and um, think that you're all on your own because the biopsychosocial approach to managing pain is extremely effective if you find that you, you are um, catastrophizing things, if your thoughts stress management's out of control if you're quite anxious. Um, but then other domains as well, like if you're um, having a really poor diet, if you're eating a lot of sugar, uh, if you're not getting a lot of sleep, all these sort of parameters can help, well, will either turn up pain signals or turn down pain signals if you're addressing the right things. So um, a lot of that's to do with the, the chronic sort of pain episodes but if you find yourself constantly in the, these sensitive states, that will be very important for you to address. So the painful weak tendon, when it is sensitive, we can still be proactive. It's just finding that new adaptation zone, finding exercises, loading to, based exercises that you can tolerate, and then just build your way up from there. Finally, we have what to do if you are in a particular painful um, situation, but it's a strong tendon. So the painful, strong tendon, what should we do? If you've done your exercises and you've overdone a little bit and you're currently painful uh, and it's currently painful, what should we do? First of all, let's celebrate because it's hard work to maintain or get to a strong tendon. If you find that things are returning back to baseline within 24 hours, celebrate. That's a fantastic win with your recovery. Um, then moving forward from there, we have a little bit more freedom 
in your exercise progression. We've just got a little bit more leeway because we know that that tendon's strong. We know it's a little bit more resilient. Um, you should be less worried when it is sensitive, similar to what I was talking about before. If I was to go for a long drive and had overloaded my tendon throughout that day and then done a long drive, my, I, I might start shifting in my chair a little bit. I might start getting a little bit uncomfortable and those tendons might be, start becoming a bit sensitive. But I don't attribute worry to those. The thoughts that I have is, this is totally fine. This happened to me before. I know it's going to be fine tomorrow. Um because I've put in all the hard work. So less worry. Don't, uh, because I see a lot of people who have a particular flare up, even though they know it's strong, uh, and then it returns to baseline, they still have this worry. They still have the, I used to do this pain-free, um, you know, two years ago, and I was um, performing at all these feats. Now I can't do this. And we focus on a lot of what we don't have rather than the little the wins that we do have. And so try and attribute less worry, try and the, the actual process of attributing less of those negative thoughts to this particular pattern or this particular episode means that you're actually going to the enjoyment of it or the actual experience of it is a bit more enjoyable if you don't attribute those sort of negative emotions. So celebrate, have less worry, um, have a little bit more freedom with how you progress. You can probably... Um, I guess don't become too complacent. This is a very, like if someone has a strong yet painful tendon, sometimes they're a little bit worried to push the envelope because they don't want to get sore, even if it's only sore for 24 hours. But because they're dealing with sort of higher loads, they just become complacent and say, yeah, I've been, I'm really successful with this particular dosage. My deadlifts, three tens, 40 kilos. Um, that's got me strong. It's got me here and I'm able to run for 30 minutes because of it pain-free. So I'm pretty happy with where I am now. Um, I'd say don't become complacent. Continue to progress. Continue to challenge the tendon in different ways so that you can further build on that resiliency because we do want to, we do want your tendons and the rest of the body to be really like unshakable resilient, robust. You can throw a lot of things at it, whether that's speed, whether that's duration, whether that's heavy strength. You want to throw a whole bunch of different variables at it and it responds relatively well. And so if you do become complacent, then we slow down that rate of progression. We slow down the rate of your recovery. And then if we were to throw a few factors in there, um, it might be a little bit more vulnerable. So Continue moving forward, continue being proactive. Don't just become complacent in this kind of happy middle ground. We want to keep continuing to strive because with a lot of the, the runners and athletes that I work with, there's always a next goal. You know, maybe it's maybe your first goal is to run 30 minutes pain-free. But then when you run 30 minutes pain-free, then you're looking for a race. Then you're looking to incorporate speed. Then you're looking to incorporate um, trails or speed and terrain or then we're looking for a marathon then we're looking for a marathon in a faster time there's always things that we desire to do and continue to push ourselves and so the tendon needs to be really strong as well as the rest of your body so continue that progression implementing some plyometrics implementing speed into your resistance training slowly working on um, speed sessions or hill sessions with your running constantly building upon the weight, 
all within your adaptation zone, all within your capabilities, but the intent is to slowly build upon those parameters. So as we summarize, as we sort of have a recap of this episode, just keep in mind, weakness, uh, if it's a sensitive tendon, if it's a sore tendon, doesn't necessarily mean it's a weak tendon. You can have a painful strong tendon. You can also have a painful weak tendon. They respond differently, and so we should approach it differently. Um, make sure that if you do have a particular flare-up, we're not. Um, it doesn't mean that we've got weaker. It doesn't mean that we've lost progress. It doesn't mean that you're starting back from square one. We just need to wait for this sensitive state to diminish, and then we continue moving forward. If you do have a painful weak tendon, then we just need to still be proactive, find your new adaptation sensitive state, find what you can tolerate, and then start there. Wait for things to calm down, then we work back up and learn from the previous flare-up, learn what we had done wrong, or learn what we maybe can improve on, and then build upon that. If it's a painful strong tendon, uh, celebrate, make sure that we understand what might have gone wrong in this current state, why it's sensitive right now, because we don't want to continue repeating our mistakes, but we have more freedom now. You're at the stage where you do have a little bit more leeway, a little bit more wiggle room in your progressions and avoid that complacency. Continue pushing the tendon with different means, plyometric, speed, weight, in order for you to continue moving forward, become unshakable, resilient, robust, and striving for the future goals you, you, you put upon yourself. I hope these concepts make sense. Um, if I have referred to any previous episodes, if this is really just like going over the top of your head and you're not really sure about some of these these concepts, like I said, I had thir episode 34 was um, developing a flare-up plan. I had episode 8, which was talking about the, the downward spiral had episode 29, which is talking about weakness versus sensitivity. So have a listen again to those particular episodes. Um, if you were, if you wish, if you're finding this particularly hard to grasp, then maybe if you listen to those, come back to this it starts to make a little bit more sense. Best of luck with your PHT rehab this week. Next time I have scheduled in, um, when is it okay to stretch? When is it okay to stretch the tendon? Um, because there are a few, a little bit of confusions around this particular topic. So I'll put some, I'll put together some ideas and we'll come up with that episode next week. Thanks once again for listening and taking control of your rehab. If you are a runner and love learning through the podcast format, then go ahead and check out the Run Smarter podcast hosted by me. I'll include the link along with all the other links mentioned today in the show notes. So open up your device, click on the show description, and all the links will be there waiting for you. Congratulations on paving your way forward towards an empowering, pain-free future. And remember, knowledge is power.